Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chan Ram Podcast. My name is Josh. With me this time is uh, my non-bearded co-host, Ozzy Osbrod. That's me. And thank you for everyone who <laughs> stuck around during the ex- extenuating circumstances of our sound check. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm here to let you know that this show will have some naughty words. So that's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck this fucking piece of shit ass. Motherfucking Ozzy, you want to get any in? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, cunt, champ. The worst thing in Australian can call you. Champ? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, listeners can review the show on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever they get their podcasts delivered straight into their eardrums. Apparently not on Google Podcasts, I realized today. There you go. Because I, I went to go, well, I, we're on Google Podcasts, but I didn't figure out how to rate podcasts on google podcasts like i went to go rate uh rab's show because he reminded me at the end of his show and i was like oh fuck i don't know if i've ever rated rab and i listened to all my stuff on google and alas i could not find a way to uh leave my good intentions on that platform it's google overlords trying to fuck us all again yeah well they're certainly not the uh, masters of good intentions but (laughs) you can also send us emails and voicemails we played on air you can like us on facebook Instagram, Twitter, if you're Australian, Snapchat, check out the Chainerant store at Chainerant.com. Become a patron. This episode is brought to you by our patrons, those lovely people who signed up at Patreon.com slash Chainerant. Last but not least, invite and share with your friends. Oh, fuck, it's an even open. Hey, Ozzy. <laughs> you, know what really, yes, uh, you know what really unplugs my webcam? <laughs> What's that? When, when I, because I typically like to have guests do like a, a we do a quick sound check make sure like the notes are in order about a half hour before the show which means my call time is typically a half hour before that mm-hmm. and so like i plug shit in and like i move all the set around and i get the cool lights going and all that kind of stuff and i uh you know make sure that the sound sounds good and i'm like all right everything's good i'm gonna go pour myself a drink i got you know eight minutes until i ring in the guest for sound check ring in the guest nobody can hear anybody everything starts dying my expensive production laptop like has to restart itself the cameras are like nah not today bro <laughs> it's super fun super fun times in the uh, world of the chain Ramp podcast yes and after two years i'm sure you don't want to shoot yourself in the face i love the idea that if it was an odd open you were just gonna make me do it <laughs> I was. And also, fuck you, Fosco. You still have to do it next week. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, dude. If it was not open, I was going to make you do it. There was no hope. There was no getting around that. But yeah. Um, <laughs> as she alluded, uh, our good friend Fusco is out of town currently. He's still in New York, enjoying a nice uh, vacation with his family and a wedding and blacking out. So today, you just get uh, Channer Rant before dark. You get. Uh, Ozzy, what is it like? Ten a.m. there? Yeah, it's it's ten thirty in the morning. So and it's only it's only like five thirty here. I mean, don't be me wrong. I'm already hitting the scotch because I woke up more than twelve hours ago. But <laughs> it's Vegas, baby. We gonna have a show. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, welcome back, Ozzy. It's been a it's been a minute. I don't think we've had you on solo in a while. Um, last time you got at least three or four words in while uh, Doogie just <laughs> pontificated. <laughs> I listened back to that show and I was like, for about the first 45 minutes, I'm like, wow, I really didn't say much, did I? I, tr- I, enormous I tried, voices yeah, I tried to like, give I'm you... like, I'm just going to sit back for a bit. I'm sure this will be fine. <laughs> Ozzy, I, I, I consider you to be uh, a very intelligent person and great in many things. I don't know that you do well in like an improv class. <laughs> you don't like yes and. Yes and. Yeah, and you don't like jump on the moment. Up. I just got to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and usually it's too early in the morning for you to have like warmed up the way we warm up. Absolutely. Well, that show in particular, you got me up at fucking five in the morning to be, be able to you, make the time zones work. So. You volunteered. I just I would like I would like <laughs> I to have this. Well, actually, I don't know if we're if we're if we're pulling back the curtain. The way that went was Doogie wanted to do an hour and a half long ad for his book, and I was <laughs> like, bro, you didn't write the book. Let's let's get Ozzy on. <laughs> and make the make the up because i heard i heard the the interview he did on rap's show and it was like i mean it was as much as i love both those gentlemen it was like an hour-long press release it was good though it was great i mean i listened to all of it like trust me 
when I give when I give my friends shit for their content, that doesn't mean I don't gobble it up like the hungry little bitch that I am. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, shit strikes my I'm level, still dude. I'm still there hanging <laughs> on every word, right? Like it's still good, but I'm just like, oh well, you know, Rad beat us to the scoop. We got to do something different. Yep. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed which, it. Thank which you for he, me which he often does. Even when we beat him to the scoop on Isla's interview, like he got his episode <laughs> out before we did. <laughs> so he, yeah, still, he was so dirty about that. So you can save this. He like, still oh, kind of he still kind of beat us because he got his episode out faster. Which is just like yeah, you know, exactly. And it was a good. Right? It was a good episode. I don't think it was as much fun as ours, but it was a good episode. Agreed. But uh, yeah, we gotta get the we gotta get the, we might have to have you sub in. Um, you know, if, next time we do the uh, big grace note up to the line, God knows what. I mean, I know you don't have a podcast, but I feel like you're an honorary member of several now. Uh, that's true. I have been on several. I um yeah, I'm smart enough that I don't have a podcast because I don't know how the fuck you guys do this every week. <laughs> I think the smart thing to do is bow out. <laughs> I can't, I can't decide every now and then. <laughs> I can't decide which is more detrimental, the podcast or the drinking. Like I think I could just I could just drink quietly by myself and get rid of the podcast and have a much better evening. Well <laughs> that's true. You wouldn't have all these wonderful people to hang out with though. Either either that or we're gonna get we're, I'm just gonna send Rab uh like some sunglasses and a Chanaran hat and he can do my bit and he can have two shows because that man is like an unlimited source of energy. It's very true, actually. I, I watch. Like did the you energi- watch Energizer Pooh Bear? Uh, did you watch the beer tent? Uh, no, I saw parts of it actually. The um, timing was really bad. It like started at like ten thirty our time. Oh yeah, trust me. Like, it was like four a.m. I was I was an hour late and I only missed like forty five minutes. Like it was a long show. Yeah, it went for ages. Oh that man, was an amazing um, show though for it was, to pull yeah, together. It was phenomenal for a bunch of people who only drink tea and not like they don't like. <laughs> They don't mainline monster into their veins like I do. I was like, God damn, this is like a five-hour stream. Y'all are killing it. <laughs> pretty avid, pretty avid on whiskey, and I'm gonna say, yeah, go right. No, I loved it. I was just, I was just hanging on. I mean, you know, I know I've, I know I've sucked Rab's dick enough so far, but, but the bits uh, I saw were fantastic. Actually, I'm not it was usually. A, it was a um, badass stream. I usually, I usually miss the drum majors at um, uh, games and stuff because I'm in the beer tent generally and not on duty Ben, Thank God, because um, our band can't play six eights. <laughs> But um, I um, was watching the drum major special that he did, and it was actually fantastic. Those guys are really talented. He did like a composite of like drum majors from across the world that were all doing like um, their tricks and stuff. It was really cool. I, I will, I can say with complete honesty, uh, which, which is my Achilles heel, is that I'm a very honest person. I am fully aware, because I have friends that are drum majors that are amazing, fully aware of how talented they are. If you wanted me to sit through an entire contest, I would I would blow my brains out. Like <laughs> I know they're good and I know it's technically incredibly difficult, but I was like, fucking Christ, you want me to watch this whole fucking thing? Like I would just like go and cheer like the one friend and be like, Yeah, Steve, and then like whoosh, fuck off. <laughs> I think that is what most people do. It's usually poorly attended because by then all the grade like four B and four A bands and even grade three have kind of finished performing. There's one Judy Ben who kind of all sigh and have to go and rock up to play and everyone <laughs> else is do. doing shit-faced. So. <laughs> this is gonna get me in trouble. So we're doing we're doing a combined event and uh, we're doing a combined event with one of the service bands in town because we're trying to like, you know, rebuild oh, that. Nice. Despite all the shit we talk, we're really trying I to was like, gonna say aren't you guys at war at the moment because of Andy's dude, recent gig? Trust me, when it comes to bagpipers and drummers, uh I have an unlimited bucket of patience where it's like, you know, I get the same people, especially in the Valley, right? I, in the Vegas Valley, I get the same people over and over again. They're like, well, I want to learn to play better. I'm like, all right, then you do this, this, and this. And they're like, nah. And then they fuck off. And then they come back like two years later. And it's like, well, I want to learn to play better now. And I'm like, all right, you still need to do this, this, and this. And it's usually harder every time because I've learned more since then. Thank you, chainrank.com slash suckless. And so it's just like, yeah. And so we're trying to like do some olive branching lately, especially with all the turmoil if you've listened to the last episode, which just came mm-hmm. out, so not a lot of people have, but it's like, you know, let's, let's get together. We're all bagpipers and drummers. Like there's no reason it should suck. There's only like, if you could, if you put every bagpiper and drummer in the whole area, it's a 3.2 million person metropolitan area. And there's probably like 30 of us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, guys, we should all be good. <laughs> it should be hard. It's all swings so, and roundabouts there, right? Because haven't you guys tried to do this before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I feel I feel like it's one of those things like, you know, that'll that'll separate in the annals of history or the annals of history. 
much more fun. Uh, or and we've talked about this on the show before. Like we're we're gonna keep beating our heads against the wall because like what else are you gonna do? Yeah, absolutely. It's too yeah. small. It's, it's too small of a town, this. right? It's too small of a town. Just like, I mean, there there are people that I've written off completely, but very few musicians. <laughs> too, no. Well, yet, 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 yet. <laughs> But it's one of those, way. you know, and so we have a, but going back to the whole drum major thing, we have an event that we're doing and we're just like, we got like three or four players. We were invited by a fire band for a 9-11 parade and we're like, we're not in control. We're not in charge. We're showing up to be supporting, you know, we're just like, Hey, you tell us where to be and what to play and we'll fucking play it. Like we're all, yeah. we, all we all know what we're doing. Is that today? Uh, no, it's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be for September That's 11th, 20th anniversary, oh, and, but we had practice. September 11th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's already, th- it's I mean, already I mean, there for you guys. But so we had practice, uh, on Thursday and Oh God, that was yesterday. Wasn't it? Yeah. So we had practiced yesterday. And, uh, basically I was like trying to tell some of the people that are kind of new that haven't competed a lot or haven't like done parade stuff. Cause we got a ton of people who've never really competed, performed done parades. And I was like, Hey, like here's some basic deportment stuff, you know, like here's going to be some call outs. Um, you know, if the pipe major turns around on the March, like that's the end of the set, like get ready to cut off and cut off well. And like, well, what if the pipe major turns around and the drum major like doesn't do this? And I'm like, listen to the fucking pipe major. <laughs> the drum major generally, generally speaking, there's some who are brilliant, but generally has no fucking idea what's going no on. No fucking idea what's going show, on. They don't show up in practice. They show up in their fancy looking. Uh, and, and it's not even that. It's like one of those things where it's like, you know, they'll, they'll be like, yeah, let's do eight more sets of the three fours. And it's only 98. <laughs> and then we're all just like, just like blowing our lips to shit. It's like, no, 100%. no, no, no. Yeah. Like we're cutting it off, man. <laughs> I feel you though. We've had, um, so over last year, like we, our band tripled in size, um, just from pure luck. Like people who'd like moved to town during COVID. Wait, in numbers? Like, hey, I want to join a podcast. Did they triple in numbers or in size? Was it more people oh, or more Tim Tams? Definitely both. Definitely oh. <laughs> both. COVID, the, COVID, the COVID kilos were a real thing, right? We all felt that. But um, the um, – oh, you guys don't have kilos, do you? You would have called it something different. Uh, it, it was like – what was like the COVID – I don't know, the COVID-15 or the COVID-19. I could just say the COVID-19. Uh, yeah, right. I don't, if you put on 19 pounds, that's a lot, man. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty standard. Most people, we were, we were struggling to think, oh, shit, are we going to be able to kill, kid everyone out? Not just because we don't have kilts, but because the people who have got them won't fit them anymore. Um, but, yeah, so we we got, like, a bunch of learners who, um, like, learned pipes really quickly and joined the band. We've um, had people who have joined the band. So we went from having sort of, like, eight to ten players to, yeah, 25 or 30. So it's, like, a lot and a lot of new people who don't know how to do yeah, drill, dress, like any of that sort of stuff. So it's been quite a challenge to not just do like the regular, you know, yearly kind of practices and getting people ready for comp season, getting ready for gigs and stuff like that. And also having to do everything to do with like deportment and dress, not just for competition, but just like in general professionalism when you're at a gig in public, like all that stuff, you forget how much time it takes to learn it and just how much failure needs to be a teacher, but the rest of you have to sound like shit while everyone fucks up so that you can get good. So it's, um yeah, frustrating. Well, and it's weird too, because it becomes a thing that's like, oh, well, you know, I can look at like shit as long as it sounds good. And it's like, well, not really. Right. Cause no one's going to remember yeah. what you sounded like. Yeah. Like you, they can't, they can't hear your drones in pictures. <laughs> that's true. So, you know, like we, we have a general rule and this was, this was hard fought where, uh, I mean, I remember like early on in the band before Sko was the pipe major and like he, people like mid games and like vests off and like ties undone or walking around looking like, you know, just like a bag of hammered assholes. <laughs> this is before or after you played? Uh, it would be like in between. I mean, cause you know, you play yeah. a lot. So you'll play like opening ceremony. You'll play solos in the morning and then you'll take a break and you'll play opening ceremonies around noon. And then you'll have like a yeah. short break to get some, get a bite. And then you'll do a medley and then you'll do a mass bands later on or a drum major contest. So it's a lot of playing during the day. Yeah, totally. Usually on the West Coast in insufferable conditions. Yes. Well, I hear you. I'm from Australia. <laughs> our, yeah, our competition yeah, you, season starts in the middle of summer. <laughs> when you when you played it Vegas, it no wasn't difference. it wasn't too different. <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah. The humidity was the only difference. The complete lack of it. My yeah. in, like my, my throat felt like I'd like deep deep throated a sandpaper cock. Like it was just yeah. like all the dryness. Epis- like all episode my title. Freaked out. Deep throating a sandpaper cock. There you go. You nailed it. <laughs> 
the fuck, man? I, I didn't realize how much I live in a sauna until I went to fucking the desert. But it's also one of those things where, and you know, that was an early thing where it's like, dude, and it's the same thing with any professional organization. It's the same thing with like any uh, service branch or military branch, like, like dress sharp, look sharp, feel sharp, play sharp. Like that's it. You know, if you're paying attention to little details, like your flashes not being trash and your shoes being shined and your tie being tied properly. Okay. Now all that's done. Now you, now you're looking sharp, feeling sharp, getting that little extra boost of confidence there. Isn't it that New York thing? Broken window, broken window syndrome. It's like broken pipe syndrome. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay, now, now make sure your pipes aren't falling apart and fucking play. Like, yeah. But I, yeah, mean, I don't care. I don't care how good you play. You never, let me put it this way. Let me, let me attack this from another angle. You never see like guys at the Glenfiddich or like world champion guys rolling up, looking like a bag of old laundry. Like they always look sharp, dude. Yeah, for the most part, definitely. I don't know, like midway through the day, especially if you're like just hanging around for mass bands, I can definitely see the value in kind of rolling up your sleeves and especially when it's hot as fuck you and you're having a beer. monster, never. What happens when you roll <laughs> them back down? What happens when you roll them back down to play and you got the accordion going on? Yeah, that's fine by me. <laughs> you know you know my feelings on the uniform anyway. This is why, this is why you will uh, struggle in a pipe major duties, Ozzy. You, you give them why too much slack. I never want to take it on. <laughs> It keeps getting thrust on me and I keep pushing it back onto someone else. <laughs> it's the only time you've complained about things being thrust on you. <laughs> Sorry, Fusco's not here. I got to fill in the little dick jokes every <laughs> now and then. Say, you're doing two rolls today. Well done. Yeah, but I'm not shitting my pants on air and I don't well, think true. I would if I could. So, you know, we got, we got something. I'll wait, I'll wait for the hiccuping to start in a few minutes. Cobra, Cobra says, Team Josh, no sleeve rolling. Yes, that is a sign <laughs> of an amateur. <laughs> I am an amateur. I don't get paid for this shit. Nobody gets paid for any of this shit, dude. Well, Cobra does, but the rest of us don't. <laughs> yeah, <girl. laughs> but uh, I, I've gotten into absolutely none of none of my notes, which is good because you know we've we've killed a decent amount of time already. Real quick, <laughs> uh, I, before we get into and and this is to prepare you, I want to talk to you about like how Stray is doing with like bands, contests. Uh, just in general and piping. So you get a time, you get a little bit of time to think about it while I plug uh, the Chanaran Discord, which has been blowing the fuck up still. Um, and I love that platform much more than a lot of the other platforms we use. If anybody wants to join the Chanaran Discord, you can do so. Uh, it's chanaran.com slash discord. That's the invite link. We can uh, bring you in. It's mostly, I mean, I don't know. How would you describe it? It's a lot of forums. Yeah, it seems to be every time someone makes a suggestion, like, hey, we should have something on cryptocurrency. It's like, cool, we have a channel for that now. <laughs> it's like, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of different buckets here. I'm not sure which one to post it. Well, the funniest, the funniest thing is like someone recommended it and I was like, okay, like I'll make that channel because, you know, I'm interested. I follow that stuff. And then like nobody really that did anything. All they did was like say, buy more AMC. So it boosts the stock price of my AMC. And I'm like, that's not really how it works, but okay. Like, <laughs> like I, I, but it I don't, is, I love that. I don't it's have like a lot of time to. Uh, Someone's like, we should have a, we should have a channel where we can promote our guns. So all of a sudden, there's just a bunch of blokes posting pictures of their guns in there. Hey, you know, I'm. I feel like we're just going to become the uh, black rifle coffee of bagpipes at some point, and so that I mean, <laughs> not quite as conservative, but just like, yeah, like you know, we all we're all interested in loud shit. Like we like to go out and shoot all the time. So well, fuck it. Well, you play the bagpipes, so makes yeah, sense. exactly, right? Just it'll it'll just be uh, instead of what what's what's the tagline on the header now? It's like uh, booze banner bagpipes or something yeah. like that. We'll just have it be like uh, broads guns bagpipes or something. I have no idea. We'll just, it'll just be pretty, pretty sums up 98 percent of the audience now. I think yeah, it'll just, it'll just be people in swimsuits with firearms and bagpipes in the background. <laughs> I have no idea. That swimsuit looked great. The um the model out. shots you got. Yeah, so some a couple people were telling us. Uh, well, someone floated the idea of a calendar, which I'm totally down for doing a channel. Of course, calendar. you are. <laughs> well, we, we it can't be it can't be the bikini in every photo, right? So it's got to be different stuff. It's got to be different merch. I I vote you develop a mankini. Well, it's all really dependent on our drop shipper, but <laughs> what they <laughs> what they actually have in supply. Or well, one of those like g strings that has no like side string but you could have like a like you could have like a fall where you're in like a chanaran v-neck reading a book you know you could have more stuff than just like 
tits and ass. Because the only bikini picture Would you audience I'm, buy that? <laughs> the only the only bikini picture I'm gonna use is the Eric Evanhouse bikini picture he's about to send Amazing. me. Yeah. Well that was what I was hoping you'd say. Yeah. I'd buy that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh Mary Queen full of, clown makeup. Full clown makeup and a bikini. I'm down. I mean, Mary Queen of Amazing. Legs did a great job. Her boyfriend did a great job on the photo shoot, but <laughs> will it ever be like an Eric Evanhouse frolicking on the beach? I don't think so. I think that would look amazing. I asked her about that and said, did, um, <laughs> said, oh, that looked great before she'd been outed. And she said, yeah, I was looking for a horse head mask and I didn't have one, so I had to use the panda. <laughs> like, I thought that was just a design choice. The colors matched. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, she was, <laughs> the funniest thing, she, she uh, was talking to me. She's like, all right, well, so here's the pictures. I, and I was like, holy shit, like, great job. Who took these? She's like, my boyfriend. I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, and he had, he had zero questions about why he's like taking bikini shots to send to some bagpipers in Las Vegas. She's like, no, I was like, that's a good dude. Lock it down. He's a keeper. That's keeper right there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So there you go, guys. Pop on the discord. I'm considering the return of the Chandran happy hour. Oh yeah. You said that last week. Yeah. It used to be a good time. I think we'd, I think we would probably just do it on Discord because it's a lot easier than trying to do a Zoom link. Plus, you want to try and bring people into the Discord, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a superior platform. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys are keen on doing the uh, return of the Chandran Happy Hour, hit us up, chandran.com, let us, or chandran at gmail.com. And more importantly, let me know, like, what would be a good time, I guess? Like, I don't know. When do people, we have so many people in so many different time zones. Yeah, there's really no way to do it. Hey, I reckon you just have to pick one and stick to it. If you want drunken Australians, it'll need to be at a time zone that doesn't suit anyone else. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> make it could, for your night. Your night time is like the UK midday, isn't it? Or like somewhere we, could, around there. we could potentially do like Friday nights, but then I got a fucking hungover Fusco late to recording on Saturday. So I got to figure out how that works. Hungover Fusco is most days though, isn't it? Only ones that end in Y. <laughs> But yeah, so Ozzy. I love that that's become a part of your management strategy. (laughs) Planning when to have events to make sure that you can manage him. (laughs) So Ozzy. I got got a little bit of intel from you on this earlier, but uh, let's do a deep dive. How's Straya? Mm, Straya. Straya's great, actually. So, well, (laughs) great is relative, I guess, in these trying times. Um, but no, like things have started. So we had a really strong start last year, which was excellent. And actually I had honestly quite a bit of survivor's guilt when we first started going back to having games and most of the rest of the world was still like a ground zero of being fucked. But like, um, posting pictures, I actually said to a couple of, like, I stopped posting pictures and wasn't really kind of putting anything up. And a couple of my friends in America actually said, no, post them. We want to live vicariously through you. Cause I felt quite bad kind of being like, Hey, look, we're out doing stuff and you guys are stuck inside. Um, but we're kind of in the opposite problem now. So I, so Australia had a really strong start with, obviously we've, we've, our management strategy for COVID has been quite different to, to most of the rest of the world and definitely to, to you mean the like, US. You mean like actually managing? Yeah. Like, like, well, yes, but we'll get to that in a sec. So, um, so yeah, we had, we've had zero COVID for a while. So managing it in quarantine and, and basically, um, no, <laughs> I was talking to someone about this the other night where, um, yeah, I was saying like, you know, oh, we had like we had an explosion of cases in Sydney. And they're like, what's an explosion? I said, oh, well, you know, there was 980 new cases the other day. And they were like, what? <laughs> in my county, there's like, <laughs> there's like 2000 today and everything's open. I'm like, Jesus. yeah, things are a bit different here. Yeah. So the way it works here is basically because we had zero COVID, we had an exclusion policy, which means that like if there's one community case of transmission, everything's tracked. So you kind of check into venues and stuff when you go and they can trace it really quickly. Um, but if there's like one case of community transmission, they trace it. If there's more cases that they can't trace, they put us into lockdown. Um, so that's what Sydney and Melbourne are going through at the moment. And they're having quite bad kind of, it's sort of state by state the way it's being managed at the moment. Sydney and Melbourne are quite, um, yeah, Sydney's kind of, I think six or seven weeks in and Melbourne's about the same. They went soon after. Um, so all events are being canceled again. And so that's been the really tricky thing is like all year, I think we've had maybe one social gig for my band. So we had like a strong competition season, like all of our comps kind of ran through our competition season sort of from February through till um, uh, like May. So we had all of our competitions, that was great. 
and I was actually planning like a big, you know, driving holiday out the middle of Australia through August and all this sort of stuff. Like everyone was sort of planning, hey, life's back to normal. And then Delta Wave hit. And so like Sydney and Melbourne have copped like <laughs> um, it really badly. So that uh, I forget how it was. It was like a limo driver that managed to pass it onto a bunch of people. And then they had like massive cluster outbreaks, people doing the wrong thing, of course. They're like having, you know, massive parties and stuff like that, which then set it off again and mean that we have to extend them for longer. I live in Brisbane, which is in the north, and we've been quite lucky. We only had one one-week lockdown, but the restrictions have been enough that, and it's Murphy's fucking law, right? So every gig we've had booked in my band for the last six months has coincided with a lockdown or with restrictions being brought back into place. So, like, every time it's like, cool, we're about to have, like, you know, this massive gig at a pub in town, and then it's like, oh, no, wait, everyone's in lockdown for a week. It's like, come on, we just cannot catch a fucking break, man. So, like, from a public health perspective, it's great because we have extremely low case numbers and extremely low death numbers compared to the rest of the world. But it means we can't go anywhere, so we're stuck in a prison island again. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it means that for, like, trying to motivate a band, particularly a new band where we've got quite a lot of new players who are, like, jumping at the bit to, you know, get out and start playing somewhere, yeah, it's been pretty tricky to keep motivations high. Plus, we rehearse at a school, and so they've been quite... Um, reluctant to have giant wind instruments that distribute a virus everywhere kind of playing in all of their school halls um so we've had to find a new practice venue which actually didn't work out too badly because we found a local rsl which is like return servicemen's league so a pub basically where we can have beers after practice so that actually worked out for the better but yeah it's been a it's been ups and downs and like continuing to try and keep things motivated has been tricky but Dude, you know i I, w- I would love to We're have on. i would love to have sympathy for you if it wasn't for the place <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that i live in a place where everyone's like it's my right to get sick and die fuck you oh well, funny, sh- funny you should mention that because we have them too i think that's a universal human condition not just american but yeah i actually um <laughs> i got a out of the blue message so every now and then i get random messages from strange men <laughs> who, I, who i don't know very well and who kind of like friend me on facebook and then we'll just start you might need to update <laughs> you might need to update your settings on your tinder profile <laughs> i've been on tinder for a couple of years actually but um i have to um yeah so this guy is actually someone i know so he's a drummer from another band but he um a drummer from another mother drummer from another mother but he's a um <laughs> He plays, he plays for a different band. I don't know him very well. I kind of know him to sort of say hi and know what his name is at, at gigs and stuff like that. And he friended me on Facebook a while ago. So Literally you've made out at least once. Than... Hey? So you've made out at least once. <laughs> Definitely not. This bloke's in like, he's in like his late 60s. He's like, and he's he's odd. I don't mean, you know? gym. I don't mean the gym, the camera, but that means yes, audience. <laughs> Look, the older man thing may be a thing for me, but not quite, not quite that much. <laughs> not quite um, in their 60s. <laughs> but he, um, so he messaged me on Facebook and every now and then he'll send me like random, like a, a it's boomer fail stuff. So like a, a video of like, you know, something that he thinks is funny and I'm kind of like, mm, I don't, you know, get it. So I don't really reply. So literally like that sort of stuff had been coming through. I hadn't been engaging at all. And then he caught me. <laughs> I'd had like a couple of wines and I was getting shitty because we were in lockdown again. And I got a message from him and it was like an anti-vax thing. And I took the bait, which I shouldn't have. I should have just bloody ignored him. But he, uh, <laughs> I know you never take the bait. But I just wrote back and said like, oh, you know, um, please don't send me this. Like I've actually had both my vaccinations. I'm totally fine. Like I'm in a risk group. So I don't really like, you know, anti-vax stuff. But, you know, I get the whole public health choice thing, but I also don't because, you know, we're in a fucking pandemic, so grow up. Well, it's, it's not a public and, um, health choice. It's a private health choice that jeopardizes the yeah. public health. 100, well, yeah. <laughs> I think we probably both agree on that. But he um, he wrote back and said, um, he was very polite. He was like, oh, look, no worries. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm like, cool, thanks. Like, take care, whatever. Then like an hour later, <laughs> I got this reply. And it was just like, I just want you to know I'm not anti-vax, but, and then I'm not joking, <laughs> like, I'm not exaggerating for the next three hours. I got, I didn't like, I wrote back a little bit at once and just said like, Oh, look, I don't think that's quite right. Maybe you should chat to your doctor. And then he just kept writing. And I was like, I don't really want to engage in this anymore. Like take care of yourself. He was quite clearly going down the kind of, Uh, you know, conspiracy nut hole. (laughs) Doctors are just people that went to school for 12 years to learn about biology and medicine. epidemiologists have peer-reviewed research you know they're clearly working for someone and haven't devoted their lives to a fucking altruistic cause yeah but my aunt on facebook says yeah exactly (laughs) 
And so he was literally sending me this stuff for like for three hours that night. And I kind of wrote it off as like, maybe he's just drunk. Like, and he was a bit unhinged anyway. So I'm kind of just going to let it go. Not the greatest, the uh, night, not the greatest booty call ling- lingo. No, I know. Yeah, it definitely yeah. wasn't very enticing. I must like if you're, um, if, if you're trying to smash, I would not open with a bunch of anti-vax shit. Like that's not going to work. <laughs> Because like if, if you hey, like baby, if you hit up a girl if you hit up a girl and you're trying you're trying to fuck and uh, like well let me tell you why I think that uh, you know I shouldn't have to wear a mask inside of McDonald's like she's probably not going to trust you to wear a condom. <laughs> yeah, protection isn't high on this. So it's like it's like eh, well like I'm good like. <laughs> hey, you know what? If I get if I get uh, chlamydia, that's just God's choice, man. This episode of the Channerant Podcast is brought to you by McClellan Bagpipes, proudly made in North America by artesian bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Eust, Scotland. At McClellan Bagpipes, they don't strive to be the biggest, fastest, or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of the best-sounding and most beautiful-looking bagpipes in the world since their beginning in 1988. Over the years, McClellan Bagpipes has established a solid reputation for rich, warm, and stable tone, created with incredible craftsmanship and instruments of heirloom quality and unparalleled beauty. Head to BespokeBagpipes.com to learn more about their innovations like the new Elevation Chanter, which features a lower-pitched richness inspired by the classic top hand of older chanters and sustainable solutions like the Revelation Bagpipe, a Delrin instrument featuring Bohr's line with a cellulose polymer sleeve giving you the structural benefits of a Delrin instrument while maintaining a refined wood-like sound. Check out McClellan Bagpipes' diverse line of instruments and learn more about their restoration work on vintage bagpipes by visiting their website at bespokebagpipes.com. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. <laughs> What's meant to happen? It's just yeah, those plans. Like, eh, um, well... <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so the next night he picks it up again i said nothing to him in between and he just started and it was like like midnight i'm like i'm not doing this i just blocked him but i was like i couldn't believe that like this is someone i have to see now in public who's gone on this fucking rant at me for hours on end about this like proper deep level i'll read you some highlights this is great but like um <laughs> he rested his case about 15 times that was a restless body case but he's um, I always yeah. like, well, the last thing I'll say is, it's like, you promise? Yeah, I did that so many times. Do you fucking promise that's going to be the last thing you say? <laughs> oh, he also kept asking me to write back. So he's like, you know, if you're following this, please acknowledge me. Because he's obviously seeing me reading this as he's writing it. He's like, um, you know, here's a scenario for you. The spelling's awful, by the way, which is obviously making my fucking eye twitch. But he's like, here's a scenario for you. Humor me. If you're following this, acknowledge me. I'm afraid time's going to be a fortune teller. You've taken the risk now. Um, and then he started on the, I'm a born again Christian. I'm like, oh no. Um, <laughs> I hold true to my almighty divine creator's immune system is created to guard my body against my disease. Now this particularly got my fucking guard up because I have an autoimmune disease. Wait, so does that you mean God got, doesn't love me? This, I mean, God doesn't exist. But does this that mean was God the point? <laughs> this was the point where you decided to wave off? You need way better self-preservation instincts, dude. Oh my god! It was. Oh, I know. I do. Trust me. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there were like several warnings, seventeen text messages ago, that you should have been like, rear, rear, rear. nope. Well, at this point, because remember, I was a couple of wines in at this point, so it was actually quite entertaining. I'm like, I kind of want to see where this goes. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you end up the the lead uh, dead person on a Netflix special. Like, are you fucking insane? What? Yeah, you know. Never that. I'd, I'd be the girl in the horror movie that runs upstairs. Um, but <laughs> I was just so curious to see what happened. You'd be the person so, that when they're chasing you down the road after you escape the shackles, you actually just zig off the road like a, like a normal human being would instead of getting run over. <laughs> like, I'm just going to go right. Is that cool with you? Right, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to go this way. Like. <laughs> anyway, it was very entertaining and I learned a lot about that. So mindset. somehow, so that somehow despite, the fact that uh, bringing it all back around, despite the fact that Shreya has done an exceptional job of keeping its citizens uh, healthy and not dead and keeping sick people from coming in, y'all are still losing your fucking minds, apparently. Yeah, oh, well, we already were. <laughs> Whereas here, everyone's crazy and sick. Well, yeah, that's very true, actually. That is an unexpected benefit. But um, 
Yeah, that was part of these. So the tune I played at the start of the podcast was I still call Australia home and I still call Australia home because I can't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> you don't have I much of a choice. A, I would be on a plane out of this fucking island the second they opened the place. But Dude, still this, hit yeah, vaccination rate before do that now, so. this is why you would never survive like a zombie apocalypse because you'd be the person that's like, we only had 13 zombies this week. Let's go to America where there's 45 <laughs> million zombies. Like, no, what are you doing? Stay yeah. on your island. But you've got guns, which would make it a lot more fun. Yeah, but you can, like, throw a boomerang at them or some shit. I don't fucking know. I don't know what you guys do over there. <laughs> at, this, yeah. at, this, at this point, the uh, number one cause of death is just, like, going to concerts, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> it's, True. It's a, it's a crazy world when, in America, uh, more people are dying from going to crowded public events than gun violence. That used to be yeah, our number one. Insane. And before that's, gun... Well, and- I remember when gun violence overtook obesity. It was crazy. It's pretty incredible that as a nation, you've managed to outdo yourself on your school shooting numbers with school COVID deaths. So. Well, but you have to keep in mind, schools were shut for a very long time. Yeah, true. Everyone's like, well, so well was- you know, we had like really low school shooting numbers for 2020 and 2021. I was like, yeah, there, nobody was at school, man. Like, <laughs> duh. Just find it. I'm not going down that. That's not, that's <laughs> not how the statistics work. So uh, <laughs> tell me how the band's going. How's Brisbane Pipe Band? Good. Yeah. Like I was saying, like it's it's been tricky, right? Cause, you like, guys rebranded. You guys are recruiting. You guys have we people that you're recruiting. bringing up through the ranks, chomping at the bit, not a lot of gigs. Yeah. So we've got some, um, we, yes, yeah, so we rebranded finally. That took, <laughs> that was a three year sort of project. <laughs> I think it worked out though. And, yeah, like I think I think the outcome yeah. speaks for itself. It did. It was one of those things where I think no one was entirely happy with the result, but that's the same as any committee by decision. But I think on on balance, it's well, an yeah. excellent. It's what was excellent what was the thing I told you uh, way back when you were doing this process? I was like, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. Yes, one hundred percent. I think I think you guys got a decent camel, and now you can just move on to more important shit, which is always the personnel, Absolutely. right? Like we'll ride it into the sunset of this whole. Everyone, everyone loves to have a sexy logo, but at the end of the day, if you have no players, it doesn't really matter, right? Well, exactly. And you guys but are doing we, pretty uh, good on recruitment and stuff, thanks to Empress totally. Empress Aussie. Well, <laughs> it's due to a massive team effort, so it's definitely not me. There's mm-hmm. a huge team. How many positions do you hold right now? Four. <laughs> which which four? <laughs> so I'm the president, pipe sergeant, uh, tutor, and quartermaster. <laughs> Do you remember that part in one of the yeah, I know. worst <laughs> in one of the worst Star Wars movies where Palpatine declares that he is the Senate? Did you have one of those nice moments where you you're giving, you're giving away all my secrets? <laughs> <laughs> I just like things to be done my way. <laughs> as long as you recognize that it is not sustainable, Exhibit A, uh, my wonderful pipe major and co-host, who absent co-host today is, is I don't know, uh, and he's pulling it off until until the cavalry comes in. We're all waiting for the cavalry, man. I would have been pipe major if I didn't kick up a stink. Who the fuck's the, is? Who's the cavalry? Is there a mythical cavalry that's coming? Is this like? <laughs> well, sorry, see, is this like guardian angels? This is where I say we've been incredibly lucky because so up until we had, um, so when was this, 2019, uh, our pipe major quit um, quite unexpectedly. And so I was on the committee at the time, but in a very supporting role, had nothing to do with sort of the the actual running of the band. And um, (laughs) within the course of a week, I had become sort of vice president pipe major (laughs) somehow, (laughs) being elevated from the fucking ranks of the band because the pipe sergeant didn't want to do it. Um, and desperately trying to find someone else who could step in. And so I was very lucky that we had a piper um, in town who's very capable and kind of stepped up and said, yes, I'm happy to kind of give you guys a go. Um, But we struck a deal, and the deal was that he didn't want to deal with any sort of the admin or people issues. Um, So he was happy to sort of lead the band musically, but he didn't want to do any of the organisational stuff. Um, And so it kind of eventuated that the president at the time had stepped back. And so, yeah, so I stepped up, and basically I run things on an organisation perspective, recruitment, marketing, um, gigs, all that sort of stuff. And then Oz takes care of all of them. <laughs> so I'm Ozzy, but his, his name's Owen, we call him Oz. Um, and so he takes care of all of the musical side of things. Um, and so that's worked really well. So through that, and I think that's that speaks to kind of when you get the right people into an organization, you start building the right culture, like you build it and they come. 
So we just had a really positive culture. We were, you know, um, posting stuff on social to try and present like a really nice, um, you know, front of the band to, to anyone who might be interested in joining, not to poach from other bands, but just to try and get people excited about learning the bagpipes and perhaps come out of the woodwork if they've, um, you know, given it up for a while or, you know, they've just moved to town or whatever and they're kind of scoping out a pipe band. So that's why I think it's important to sort of have a have a marketing face to your, to your band where you've got a nice website and a nice social media presence, even if it's not every, you know, day a week or whatever, but you're posting semi-regularly. But um, yeah, we, we, within a couple of months, went from having two learners who we were sort of at that stage already transitioning into the band. Um, and that was mostly my initiative because I said, we've got to grow our own. There's no way that, you know, we can expect to maintain a band if we're not trying to, you know, build new pipers into the community. Um, so, but then, um, yeah, within a few months with Owen at the helm of kind of leading the tutorial program and promoting the fact that he was there and an excellent piper and all that sort of stuff, uh, we had, I think we had 12 learners in the program in the space of like three months, <laughs> which was insane. So it was really fuck um, all to do in Straya. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and it was coming off the back of COVID. So I think a lot of people probably had an epiphany when they were sort of in lockdown that, you know, oh, I'm really stuck here and I need a new hobby. I've always wanted to learn the bagpipes. Let's go do it. Uh, drums, on the other hand, are a separate issue and another problem. So um, pipe side's going really great, but we've, and I, I think that's most bands, when one side's going great, the other side's, you know, having an issue. So we've had an enema in our drum core last year that we're still trying to recover from, but. I have an interesting question when it comes to piping and drumming in Australia. Uh, do you, like, do pipe bands, do pipers and drummers and pipe bands in general, like, do they just fucking slay when they go out? Because, like. When I was in uh, Scotland, Ireland, Pipers did okay. They did better than they do here in the States. Yeah. But, like, are people like, hmm, fuck, bagpipes, all right. Like, hey, let's, let's go get down with that. Or is it just, like, a super <laughs> incestuous system? Uh, are you talking about picking up or are you talking about playing? No, I'm talking about picking up. Oh, nice. <laughs> figure it out okay cool um it's pretty to sorry be honest, i didn't like, i didn't translate it well enough into strain no exactly <laughs> i was trying to pick up the context clues yeah for us for us slaying is like crushing ass there you go yeah i'm with you now okay <laughs> the translation didn't quite come across yet um so see the, that's why i love um, these conversations we both get to learn a new language <laughs> yeah, exactly it's a boring day if you haven't learned something new um <laughs> so uh, I would say it's probably, in my experience anyway, so I'm in, a, I'm in a very small part of the pipe band world in Australia and the Australian pipe band scene is quite small generally. Um, but the like, the system is quite, I would actually say even more family oriented. So like from, there's a lot of like school bands and there's a lot of, you know, married couples who are kind of piping together and all that sort of stuff. And have so mostly, mostly picking up outside of the system. Yeah. For sure. Okay. That makes generally, sense. Generally when, yeah, generally when someone like gets a new partner or whatever, then they're, they're not from piping or drumming, but that's kind of a good thing because it's a recruitment tool. <laughs> well, like so every, every time someone joins and their partner doesn't play pipes or drums, it's like, Ooh, do you want to get onto a tenor drum? <laughs> like, like that's, that's a thing for me. Like I have never, I've never dated like within the scene. Right. Like I, yeah. I always go for outsiders because Jesus Christ, can you imagine if I had to fucking deal? Do you imagine if I had to go yeah. to a practice and then I come home and I got to deal with it again? you know, like yeah. more pipers and drummers, I would, I would have, uh, suck started a shotgun a long time ago. Well, so see, I can see the benefits of both. Cause my ex was a piper. So we both played in the same band and it was, and good that worked that out well. Cause that's why X was in the beginning. <laughs> we didn't split up because of bag bagpipes. It definitely wasn't it. Yeah. It was a um, shrimp dick. You already told me it's okay. But it was good to have that to talk about and to have that in common too, because it was something that you could kind of chat about. The the only issue with it was is that most of your because piping, as we know, can be quite all consuming. That it becomes your whole life, and then you don't have anything else outside of that, you know, as a couple. Um, and I have dated people where they haven't been in the pipe band world, and actually, that's been hard in different ways. So, yes, like the piping stuff is cool to like, you know, have as like a fun thing that you have as your own thing. But it sucks that that's not a part of your relationship that you can talk about. Or in any way that you can kind of really like, um, like engage with them on when it's something that you're so passionate about and it's so important to you. Like for me, it's like my main. I love pipes and I love pipe band. I love the community and I love you know, all this sort of stuff. So like having having someone that you can share that with is really important. But I've <laughs> I went on a date with a guy once. And it, it was really sweet, actually, because he, like, I told him I played bagpipes and then he'd come back the next time and he'd obviously researched it, which was really sweet. He'd, like, you know, tried to 
you know, find out more about it so that we could have stuff to talk to. And he's like, oh yeah, I was reading about such and such and they work like this. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet. You put some effort in. But um, he, <laughs> the bar's on the floor at this point. And but he, I was about to um, say, like, of, oh. the, of the many dimensions, <laughs> of the many dimensions that are Ozzy Osbrod, he's like, oh, uh, well, well, the literature angle seems too hard. Um, the history (laughs) angle seems too hard. Um, let's see, uh, the fictional, the fiction, interest in fiction angle seems too hard. You know what? I'm going to do research on bagpipes because that's like, is that more difficult than like reading a book? Are you kidding me? I was going to say, well, I mean, so he did put some effort in because it is actually incredibly difficult to find fucking information about bagpipes on the internet. But, um, he, um, he was saying to me at one point and he's like, oh, you know, so like, are you good? And I'm like. I said, well, I'm okay. Like, I, you know, I play, I played in pubs for most of my career and I started doing competitions. So he's like, oh, okay. So like, like, is it just one big group and like, can it be just like try and win? And I'm like, no, it's like, <laughs> like grades. I'm in the lowest yes, grade. Yes, it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, it's something you do to try and improve your skills or whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, if you can like play, in, he's like, if you can like play in public, then, you know, you probably don't need to like, you know, really keep working on it right like you know you can just you can play now so that's just like a hobby that you do i'm like oh we're not gonna get on <laughs> yeah i'm about to say it's, whoever whoever can play their stress bay faster uh fatality like yeah no, it's not it's not how it works that's like when you go to gigs and people are like well how long did it take you to learn to play it's like motherfucker i'm still learning like what are you talking about yeah exactly i will always be learning wow. this will always be part of my life. it's like oh i had it down at yeah. age five like no <laughs> Um, so I had another bullet point. I mean, and we've, we've killed a shit ton of time just on your updates in life, but I had another bullet point about a certain subject that, uh, Rab actually sent me a voicemail for. So he's stealing my thunder here as is usual. <laughs> so here's a, a bit of Rabbi, here's a voicemail. Uh, give me a thumbs up if you can hear it, but this is from Rab for Ozzy in the rant. Hello there, folks of the Chander Rand podcast. It's myself, old cuddly Pooh Bear. Or should I say it's myself, old cuddly koala Pooh Bear. Because of your guest this week, we have Camille. And I've got a couple of questions for Camille. And yeah, forgive me, lads. I'm taking advantage of your pod here to throw some questions to a much-loved guest of your show. So forgive me. Uh, but yes, um, first of all, should I address that Big Rab Show Awards are happening? Nominations are open until the 16th. So Sandbagging son to of a bitch. Fusco and his handsome face of fuzz in the final lineup, then get your nominations in because they close on the 16th. There, uh, there you go. That's a shameless plug. Big Rab Show Awards. <laughs> anyway, get to the questions, Rab. Uh, Camille, first question, really. With the production of the book being uh, an absolute roaring success, we've had a lot of folks talking about the book, both on Chandarant and on The Rab Show, saying about how the book was amazing. Is there any plans for another possible book project? This first one that you and Andrew have put together, honestly, has had shockwaves throughout the piping scene, and so many folks are singing its praises. Yeah, the next question on everyone's lips is, will there be another one? And uh, yeah, that's my question. Will there be another book? And also on to my second question then, Ainsley, the brand new president of Pipe Bands Australia. Yeah, what's your opinion so far of our brand new prez for Pipe Bands Australia? And uh, have you seen much moving and shaking from Pipe Bands Australia? Of course, during pandemic times, things are bound to have been quiet. But we're hearing a lot of things opening up in the States. I'm sure the guys in the rant there will be able to tell you. And also here in the UK, we're starting to see things open up. So will we see an Australian Nationals happening again? Uh, just how are things with the Pipe Band Association there in Australia? Obviously, you guys have been hurting for quite a while, so having a new person at the helm, hopefully, will see us going in a new direction for Australia. I don't know. Would love to know your thoughts and feelings on how the piping world is shaping up in Australia at the moment with the brand new Prez at the helm. Anyway, that's my two questions. Will we get a new book? And how are things in Australia with the new Prez? hoping for brighter times ahead of us in 2022. Anyway, guys, I will let you just get back to talking about dick jokes and stuff uh, once we get finished with the actual pipe and talk. So <laughs> I'll let you just get back to the usual ranting. Until then, guys, I will see you all again, I'm sure. Aye, right, here's to you. All the best. Hello there. Oh, Rabby. Oh, Rabby the Pooh. 
You sandbag. <laughs> that was great. I love, I love that he opens with a plug. <laughs> opens with a plug. Doesn't miss you. Sandbagging son that of a bitch. That is a true professional. You know, I had, I had a bit in my notes that was promoting the uh, Big Rap Show Awards. And you know what? No, it's it's gone now. He already did it on, did on, pretty, on his own. He did a pretty good job himself. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that I had in my notes that he uh, beat me to was the Dojo book. Obviously, we talked about that ad nauseum. Yes. <laughs> Quite literally in some cases. Um, yeah, so no, I mean, Rabbi's question was about the second one. So it was very nice words that he said there. Um the book was a really fun project to do, but it burned me the fuck out. So I was working more than full time while I was writing a book. <laughs> and full credit to Andrew, he wrote half, like genuinely it was a, a partnership in terms of pr producing that. Um, and all his ideas, I just kind of made most of them sound a bit better. But um, he... <laughs> you took some of the, yeah. uh, if you can't pull this off, kill yourself stuff out of it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Pretty much. Everyone, everyone gives actually, me shit like, for for that, but it's like, yeah, it's like, no, like this. <laughs> I love the reason well, I love Doogie so it, much is he's like me. We're just like, no, that's wrong. Do it different. <laughs> I do actually appreciate that in a tutor and in people to work with. But he, um, it's funny actually because there was a footnote in the book that um he'd put in where I think he'd written we'd written something and it was like, oh, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And he'd put a footnote in saying, oh, Camille, I originally had someone something else here, and Camille made me write you know, spaghetti instead of shit, basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at least, but, at um, least a good he, sense of humor. Oh, totally. It was, it was actually like, it was a fun gag, but it was funny because for the most part, it was the other way around. So obviously my sensibilities are much more <laughs> gutter mouth than, than his usually are. And so I'd, I'd kind of be writing stuff and either introducing Australianisms where he'd rip it out and just go, what the fuck is this? Or, um, uh, yeah, putting things in a lot more harshly probably than he would expect the most of our audience to be able to say it. And so, <laughs> so, so the parts back. where you're like, try to be behind the beat, you fucking drongo. He was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, nobody's going to yeah, know what that means. I don't think this is going to track. Yeah. yeah the US gonna, audience is going to struggle with this. So, yeah. They're not going to know it's what bit, that means. A bit, um, bit too local. They're going to know um, what fucking drongo <laughs> means, but not behind the beat. They're not going to know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why they need this book. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Finding Bag Brian Freedom. You can get it at chanterant.com slash freedom. I, I'm jimming the wrong camera. Chanterant.com slash freedom. Highly, highly important for the six people watching on the audio stream. Of course. Um, video stream, rather. Um, yeah, so in terms of a next book, I'm not dodging the question. We have talked about it. I don't know what it would be necessarily. Um, there were some ideas bandied around sort of mid-project where <laughs> I was in the midst of like the dark pits of hell and the creative process of kind of you start off really excited and then you end up in this like gutter of like, oh, dear God, make it stop. Like this is pure work and I want to kill myself. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. I want to do it again. Oh, wait, um, so wait till you go back. Like, a pit bit. <laughs> wait till you go back and read the work that you submitted that wasn't that bad. And you're going to be like, oh, I was this I was this horrible. Like that's uh, the thing that always happens like, with me. As soon as the Rule one of like, cause I, I edit publications for a living, right? So like rule one is as soon as it shows up, you don't read any of the content. You just flick through, go, oh, that looks nice and put it on a shelf. You I never have an entire portfolio of work that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so proud of it. And so I went back and like double checked like a few things, like went through and um, just want to make sure some of the like diagrams had uh, rendered properly in the print edition and stuff. And that was the other hard thing too, working across the world. I didn't get a chance to check print proofs or anything like that. It was kind of just like, Doogie's whole done is better than perfect thing graded the fuck out of me with that because it was like just send it off to you know the printers yep. and then we'll just get back what we get back and I was like I do not function this way <laughs> like I want to be able to check and make sure it's perfect and it's got it's my fucking a, name on it. it's it's a mentality that you learn over time like I remember I had the same uh, I had the same thing when we were doing the planner and that's like a lot of the same pages basically but it's like dude one page is fucked up and you have a shitty product right so yeah pretty much. So it was frustrating, but, um, I, um, got it back and flicked through and I found like three errors as soon as I looked through it. And then not anything anyone else would notice. It was like, one was like a formatting thing. One was like a font size that I'd meant to change back and hadn't got around to and something else. And I was just like, like killing myself over these little things. But anyway, um, so the short answer on the next book thing is, uh, possibly at, at some stage, we're having a bit of a, um, down period at the moment, kind of just getting some energy back. Cause that was a, very intense nine months had, had to have been um, about a bit of a fucking endeavor because you guys squeeze that i mean nine months sounds like a long time but you guys squeeze that fucker out quick yeah standard turnaround on a book especially a book of that length is usually probably that's, yeah two a, book, years, a book that's, that's like actually so, actually content yeah 
yeah, yeah that's to a have lot, written, man. laid out, and published it in nine months is a feat. That that's very unusual. In I, I hope so, I hope you're um, uh, keeping that one for your resume, bro. Oh, 100%. I'm so proud. Like, I'm actually, genuinely, I think it's such a great product. It's a good fucking um, book. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. So I, I want to do another one, probably not imminently. And I don't know necessarily that the next one would be in a similar vein. So I don't think it would be a sequel per se to kind of what's there. There's a few other different topics that we've talked about. And they there's definitely still to do with bagpiping, but they're not, um, yeah, they're not quite to do with kind of the in-depth dojo sort of process. So, yeah, watch this space. I mean, when are you gonna when are you gonna write and produce my uh, Bourdain esque bagpiping show where I just travel around the world and meet bagpipers who aren't from the UK or America? <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. I, I um, raised this with a friend the other day. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do more stuff with like bag ads and gators and some of those like badass fucking German we, ones? We we almost got a project greenlit. The doodle sacks. We almost got a project greenlit way back in the day to do like a short series on the. Uh, uh mexico city pipe band ah yeah that would be cool and that would be like the most fun but like i i think that there's there's so much unmind there's so much territory in like bagpipes around the world because you know one of the things that i bitch about on the show a lot is uh scotland calling their contest the world pipe band championships Mm, the philip world and it's like it's like (laughs) bitch you don't really have a lot of worldwide representation. Uh, one of the last times they did it when they had like the Indian band, Australian bands and like one American band, like that was cool, but it's like, there's a lot more. It's like a demonstration. Just there, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like a demo. Like, like you watch you. There's a shit ton of bagpipes and just that. And I don't think that, uh, it's been accurately represented in the kind of media that we yeah. consume often because a lot of the media until very recently with like the rab show, um, you know, which spawned assholes like us, which spawns countless <laughs> other fucking bagpiping channels. You know, you don't realize how small you're looking at the world through a keyhole at that point. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, and it, yeah, it's what you shine a light on yeah. for sure. You're looking at the world through a keyhole when you're doing like UK stuff and you're looking at the world through a keyhole when you're doing American stuff. It's like, dude, there's a lot of people mm. playing bagpipes and bagpipe related instruments. So there's my show pitch. Uh, we only need like $100 million. We could shoot it. Awesome. Easy. And, a, and an investor. We'll make yeah. it work. Yeah. There you go, HBO. <laughs> we'll, start farm- we'll start farming it out. Yeah, exactly. I know you're oh, listening. There- I was actually thinking, because there's a Netflix show called um, We Are the Champions. That it- is it We Are the Champions? Anyway. But it, like they did like a documentary feature each week on like a specific um, type of competition. So like one week was like that bizarre fucking cheese rolling contest they do somewhere in england where they roll a cheese down the hill yep. and everyone tries to chase it and catch it yep. there was another one on like chili eating and there was another one on um like yeah like crazy hairdressing and all this sort of stuff but it was about like how people get like so invested in these like niche competitions and it was compelling as fuck like each of those episodes you're watching it you're just like this is so entertaining and so like it just draws you in i'm like pipe in competition would be perfect for this because it's such a like eclectic and diverse group of people from every walk of life across every country in the world yeah and yeah if you could do it on something like the world but you know when we eventually get it in like a fair system where it travels around the world and everyone is on a fair playing ground the thing that's insane to me is like everyone just like you know paying their own way to get in and do whatever they can and i mean the amount of contests you have to hit like the amount of work you got to do it's like yeah there's no, like, no one's, like, aside from, what, uh, was it, it wasn't Scotch Power. What was, there was one in Canada that was, like, sponsored by a steel company that dropped was their sponsorship. Dalco? And it was, Dalco yeah, Triumph Dalco Street. Triumph. And it was, like, yeah. you know, that was, like, there's not a lot of big sponsorships in biking and drumming. So a lot of those no, people exactly. are just, like, paying their own way or doing fundraisers or, like, car washes and mini kilts. I don't know how people do it's, it. But. It's all nonprofit community shit, right? And trying yeah. to raise, especially in our case, like over a hundred thousand dollars to to get a band over to Scotland for the chance to fucking be cut nightmare. out in the fucking qualifiers. Yeah. <laughs> is not um is not the most enticing idea to do more than once in a fucking lifetime, let alone every year. So. I'm just saying rotate um, the worlds. Uh when it comes to America, let's do it in like New Mexico and just really punish people for the climate. <laughs> Hey, welcome. Yeah, well, it should let like extreme piping, extreme uh, fucking worlds. Extreme <laughs> worlds. But uh, I, you know, is there anything else on your mind before we close this episode out? We've taken we've no, taken it's... a good amount of your time between sound check and just like actually getting the show on the air. 
No, it's been good fun. It's well, it's Saturday morning here, so it's been a nice way to kick off my weekend. But um, you yeah, got exciting plans would... for the day. You're gonna go uh, find some bloke and drongo his arvo. Or, uh, what the fuck do you guys say there? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely that. Definitely uh, that. <laughs> actually, no, no plans. I'm probably gonna have a nap. <laughs> as long the as rivet, you riveting, riveting post-pandemic life. As long as you boop Freya, then we're all we're all good here. It's happening. It's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> well no, Aussie... it's been fun to um it's been fun to step in for Fusco on a grab bag so thank you <laughs> Wait, sure we, got, in, we, gotta, we gotta do one more where I'm not interrupting you okay ready boom Ozzy you're the only outro go well it has been fun stepping in for Fusco on a grab bag I'm I'm sure there weren't as many dick jokes as the audience might have liked but <laughs> but he'll be back in fine form once he's finished getting shit faced in upstate New York and tuning his heart out at the dojo clinic so Thanks for having me, y'all. And on that note. And on that note. <laughs> you gotta play us out. Oh, you gotta play us out, Josh. <laughs> or, or you could play it, but it doesn't matter. By this point, the music's already happened. <laughs>